Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good episode. I continue A Letter to Grover Cleveland by Spooner. It's such a great essay. It's got so much applicability to the modern world. It's timeless and it's fantastic. It was the last essay he did. Did it when he was almost 80. And if you don't know about Spooner or all you know about him is no treason, I hope people read it because it's fantastic. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell them the truth, even when it hurts. And the truth is, I was a constitutional conservative for many, many years and believed all the same stupid crap about the freedom machine and the fantastic constitution, the brilliance of the founders and blah, 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 and the evil liberals. And then about 25 years ago, I got the internet and I figured out it's a complete scam in a relatively short order. And when I figured out the constitutional conservatism was a total scam, I became a self-certified master practitioner. And I also gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for all the work I've done on these podcasts, and I know I've earned that. So I love my fake awards, and I'm going to give myself some more after the movie comes out, I think. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and get this show going. So I'm going to continue Spooner's essay, A Letter to Grover Cleveland, which is definitely one of my favorite Spooner essays. In fact, it's one of my favorite essays, period. It's a fantastic essay. I hope everybody reads it. It was the last essay he wrote. It includes so many different topics, and it's so interesting. The guy was almost 80 when he wrote it, and it's just such a funny essay. I like the reason he wrote it. He read the inaugural address of Grover Cleveland in 1880, and I guess he just had had enough. You know, He was just completely sick of the stupid government crap these guys spew, and he just went off on them in a million different ways. And we are in a section right now where it's really about natural law. And most people do not understand natural law. They make sure they never teach anything about natural law to anybody. Because if people understood natural law, they would see the statutory nonsense for what it is. They would see all this lawmaking garbage that government purports to do as the complete fraud that it is. It can't ever do anything. It's a very important point that you don't need laws to understand how to interact with people. It's pretty clear. The reason there are statutory laws is so that they can create monopolies and benefits and to help certain groups of people and to harm other groups of people under the guise of fairness and equality and helping, creating jobs. These are all lies. And they've always been lies. And Spooner wrote 150 years ago. He knew it. He saw it. And there's something to the fact that You compare how little there was back then to how much there is now. And people say, wow, he could see it back then. There's an advantage also to having very little and growing up through it. See, when he was born in the very early 1800s, there's basically no government around. And then he saw during his lifetime the growth of fairly large government, especially the Civil War and all sorts of other crap. And now, today, people are completely immersed in it from the time they're born. They have massive amounts of media and schooling, and literally every single thing is simply assumed in. So all of this giant governmental insanity is just there, and it's all part of it. And the narrative, the fake left versus right narrative and the commie versus capitalism nonsense you get in this country and all over the world, and the idea that the government can help and do this shit, it's so completely and totally endemic in everything. It's literally everywhere. You can't get away from it. And so 
you just assume it's true. You're put into this box and you can't ever see out of it. Spooner didn't grow up in that box. He saw the box growing up around him. Big difference. I'm not taking anything away from the guy. He's brilliant. He's genius. I'm just saying that people always say, gosh, he could see it back then. I don't think it's quite so simple as, wow, you could see it when it was small and we can't see it when it's big. I think there's a lot of other stuff going on there. And I'm trying to read the essay and let people see how it applies today and how nothing's changed. And it's the same scan being run. And I found this hilarious piece I'm going to play, I think, at the end after I've finished all the Spooner, just to kind of bring it up again to 2023 so people can see. So let's go ahead and get going on it. Section 12, he's talking about lawmakers and how they're going to protect our liberty. And the previous line was so great. And it said, to be entirely candid, don't you think, sir, that a surer way of preserving our liberty would be to have no lawmakers at all? <laughs> it's true. Like I said, then we're never going to get there. You're never going to be able to convince people that we don't need government. But we could get to a place where we could show people what government is and the fakery of the statutory law and what fakery it all is. We could get there if we could get enough time. But my hope for that is running out very dramatically. So let's continue. Section 12. But in spite of all I have said, or perhaps can say, you will probably persist in your idea that the world needs a great deal of lawmaking, that mankind in general are not entitled to have any will, choice, judgment, or conscience of their own, that, if not very wicked, they are at least very ignorant and stupid, that they know very little of what is for their own good or how to promote their own interests, welfare, or prosperity, that it is therefore necessary that they should be put under guardianship to lawmakers, these lawmakers being a very superior race of beings, wise beyond the rest of their species, and entirely free from all these selfish passions which tempt common mortals to do wrong, must be entrusted with absolute and irresponsible dominion over the less favored of their kind, must prescribe to the latter authoritatively what they may and may not do, and in general manage the affairs of this world according to their discretion, free of all accountability to any human tribunals. <laughs> That's one sentence. That's Spooner style, baby. That's how he does it. It's how he rolls. And this paragraph reminds me so much of that great kind of anarchist meme that is a circle of sentences written around. And it starts and it says, men can't be trusted, so they must be governed by men who can't be trusted. <laughs> uh, that's the reality. It's around and around. I don't understand. How are we supposed to do anything with government run by men if the entire purpose of government is that we have to have government because otherwise people will just run amok? Well, what do you think government's going to do? It's going to run amok. And so when you give them a monopoly on force and power and you allow them to coerce people and take whatever they want, how do you think it's going to turn out? <laughs> See, and there's no discourse at all anymore about the issue that we shouldn't have this gigantic government. I was driving back today and I heard a little bit of a show on the radio and I'm not going to say who it was, but it's the guy that took over for Rush Limbaugh, who was a master propagandist. And of course, he was talking about Marjorie Greene's comment about how we need a national divorce. And of course, he doesn't support that. 
He supports the continuing abuse by the federal government under the guise that we have a constitution and we need to get back to it. It's always the same, people. See, it's always the same. They are there to make sure you stay inside of this narrative that has absolutely no hope in it. So let's continue. And you seem to be perfectly confident that under this absolute and irresponsible dominion of the lawmakers, the affairs of this world will be rightly managed. And when he says irresponsible dominion, he's talking about the fact that you can't do anything to the government or the individuals in there. They don't have any personal liability. Not that they can just run around irresponsibly. Though, of course, they can. He's talking about much more fundamental irresponsibility, meaning no responsibility at all. And, of course, the individuals don't have any. Anyone can look at Article 1, Section 6 and read it in the Constitution. They can't be held to account for anything they do up there and vote. We had that stupid case up there. The brothers brought to the Supreme Court and made the show about Told you how they was never going to get any kind of cert granted up there. And they were claiming they needed 385 congressmen to be dumped and all this other stuff. The court just tosses it out. That stuff is all nonsense. You're never going to be able to hold them accountable like that. They are irresponsible. They have no responsibility in government. That's the reality of it. Let's continue. You seem perfectly confident that the affairs of this world will be rightly managed, that the interests, welfare, and prosperity of a great and free people will be properly attended to, that the greatest good of the greatest number will be accomplished, etc., etc. How many times have we heard this same kind of shit? How many? <laughs> it's endless. Every side claims to be doing it. And the piece I'm going to play at the end is exactly the same. It's about this new joker running for president. Some Vivek, I, don't know, I can't even say his last, Rasmus Sawami or some crap like that. Some Indian dude that was born over here. And yet, you hold that all this lawmaking and all this subjection of the great body of the people to the arbitrary, irresponsible dominion of the lawmakers will not interfere at all with our liberty if only every citizen will but keep a vigilant watch and close scrutiny of the lawmakers. <laughs> Which, of course, was about the last section. Just shows how absurd all that is. Just get informed, go to the library, read the history books, jump up and down, write your congressman, send FOIA requests. It's all crap, people. It doesn't do anything. The problem we have is not a lack of information about the corruption of government. It's the fact that there's no answers being put forward because people don't explain to people what government is and what natural law is. They don't have any idea. The average person, they're completely lost in the maze because the con-cons in media are grifters selling people a complete and total load of crap. All the people we need who want the right things, small government, limited government, more liberty, they all get on that con-con bandwagon and are just driven into a ditch. Continue. Well, perhaps this is also, although this subjugation to the arbitrary will of any man or body of men whatsoever, under any pretense whatsoever, seems on the face of it to be much more like slavery than it does like liberty. <laughs> you can't argue with that. Point it out countless times. If, therefore, you really intend to continue this system of lawmaking, it seems indispensable that you should explain to us what you mean by the term of our liberty. Yeah, see, he's making a great point here, right? I tell people all the time, none of the fundamental issues can ever be discussed. What is consent? Where does the authority of the government come from if it's supposedly based on the consent of the people? What does that mean? What does it mean, our liberty? I mean, freedom. What do any of these things mean? National security. See, these are all Barnum statements. Our liberty, right? It's a classic one. We stand for liberty and freedom. It's all crap. So far as your address gives us any light on the subject, you evidently mean by the term our liberty 
just such and only such liberty as the lawmakers may see fit to allow us to have. <laughs> see, that's all it actually comes down to. They can make any law they want. And if the Supreme Court says, well, okay, you can do that. No, you can't do that. Oh, you don't have that right. You do have that right. You have to wait for the Supreme Court to tell us. Wait for government to tell us what our rights are. There's absolutely no discussion anymore of the fact that these governments, they're totally and completely illegal criminal operations that have absolutely no authority whatsoever. It's 100% force and fraud at this point. They literally claim to be able to take as much money as they want from anybody they want and spend it on anything they want. If that's not slavery, what is it? I don't understand. You're just a well-treated slave. <laughs> they can force you to go fight for the government and die. I don't get it. I've gone over. What is this scope of liberty that's left to us that they talk about? So they can never talk about that. They can never give details. No one ever gives details. We can never have that discussion because the reality is the answer becomes so obvious. We are slaves to this government. And that's what the government wants because it's just a way for a large group of people to be controlled by a very small group. Let's continue. You seem to have no conception of any other liberty whatsoever. You give us no idea of any other liberty that we can secure to ourselves, even though every citizen, 330 million now, and more of them shall keep a vigilant watch and close scrutiny upon the lawmakers. Right. I've said this over and over. I don't understand. What does it do? Oh, you need to primary them. It's just the same group of jokers. It's just another group of fraudsters. What does it matter to know, keep up, always blaming us, get organized, spread the word, knock doors? For what? It's been an open and obvious fraud for hundreds of years now. <laughs> and the entire time of so-called constitutional radio for a full 35 years, it's been out in the open. Nobody could even argue. The media is just out there. And what happens? Nothing happens. It gets worse and worse and worse. So how are we supposed to secure this liberty? What is this liberty we're trying to secure besides these empty Barnum statements? Now, inasmuch as the human race always have had all the liberty their lawmakers have seen fit to permit them to have, and inasmuch as under your system of lawmaking they always will have only as much liberty as their lawmakers shall see fit to give them, and inasmuch as you apparently concede the right, which the lawmakers have always claimed, of killing all those who are not content with so much liberty as their lawmakers have seen fit to allow them, it seems very plain that you have not added anything to our stock of knowledge on the subject of our liberty. <laughs> See, this is the, you got to follow the orders of the police officer and go into the courts. So you can't resist the police. If you can't resist the police and then take your resistance to a jury to see whether or not the law and anything else he was doing was reasonable and something people want to enforce, you're not free. You only have as much liberty as the government cares to give you. They shut your business down. If you fight that, what happens? The cops come to close you down. What happens? The cops will come and take you out. If you resist, what will happen? They will kill you. If you kill cops trying to resist that, what will happen? You will be tried for murder once you're captured. See, it doesn't matter what the government's doing. It doesn't matter if it's rightful. That's why I did that entire episode explaining that. If you can't resist at the point they're trying to arrest you at, if you can't, and then take that to the court, then you have no freedom. See, because even if you're wrongfully detained, wrongfully arrested, if you resist, you still get convicted for resisting arrest, even though the arrest itself was unlawful. You're not allowed to resist an unlawful arrest. See, there's no way to make sense of that with freedom. It's totally impossible. 
thing. All of these laws are the same. The government invents it, and then the government decides to enforce it, and then the government decides to bring men with guns to arrest you, and then the government decides to try you in a government court with government rules. There's just no liberty there. The only liberty you have is whatever the government decides to leave you. That's it. There's no way around that. Leaving us thus, as you do, in as great darkness as we ever were on this all-important subject of our liberty, I think you ought to submit patiently to a little questioning on the part of those of us who feel that all this lawmaking, each and every separate particle of it, is a violation of our liberty. Will you, therefore, please tell us whether any, and if any, how much of our natural liberty, of that natural, inherent, inalienable individual right to liberty, with which it has generally been supposed that God or nature has endowed every human being, will be left to us if the lawmakers are to continue as you would have them do the exercise of their arbitrary, irresponsible dominion over us? Are you prepared to answer that question? <laughs> yeah, where does it end? Oh, well, the Supreme Court tells us. Well, that's just government. So it's not an actual limit. Where is our liberty? Where is the limit of what government can do? See, where is it? It's just been slowly growing over time. I try to give people the simplest examples. If you live in a country where the government claims it can take any amount of money it wants from you, from any source, and spend it on anything it wants, and you don't even have any right to complain about that, and you don't, you don't have any standing to bring that claim against the government. And if you resist paying that, they can simply arrest you or kill you if you resist arrest and then confiscate all your assets. What part of that is liberty? I don't understand. What part of that's left? See, I don't get it. And that's why we can't have these discussions. Is why these fundamental discussions are never had. And constitutional conservatives brush over them because they're there to make sure that people are constantly confused. And they imagine all these Barnum statements that you'll hear when I play that hilarious clip from this guy that's running for president. <laughs> it's just a load of shit, man. So are you prepared to answer that question? And of course, he's directing this to the president, Grover Cleveland. This is a letter to Grover Cleveland. So when he says you and sir and all these things, he's talking about the president. Are you prepared to answer that question? No. You appear to have never given a thought to any such question as that. I will therefore answer it for you. And my answer is this, that from the moment it is conceded that any man or body of men whatsoever, under any pretense whatsoever, have the right to make laws of their own invention, and compel other men to obey them, every vestige of man's natural and rightful liberty is denied him. And then he goes on and proves it. But think about it. The very idea that these jokers claim that they have some kind of authority to just invent any kind of law they want, that Chuck Schumer writes down, and then it gets approved by a couple of corrupt people and signed off by a dementia patient, that now they can just send endless men with guns to enforce it. No part of that's actual liberty. No part. That's a complete and total disavowal of any liberty. Let me do a little bit more here because he talks a little bit about this. I think it's important. This is so proved by the fact that all a man's natural rights stand upon one and the same basis. That is, that they are the gift of God or nature to him as an individual for his own uses and for his own happiness. If any one of these natural rights may be arbitrarily taken from him by other men, all of them may be taken from him on the same reason. No one of these rights is any more sacred or inviolable in its nature 
than are all the others. The denial of any one of these rights is therefore equivalent to denial of all the others. The violation of any one of these rights by lawmakers is equivalent to the assertion of a right to violate all of them. That is the slippery slope argument, my friends. That is why everything starts with this initial tiny little teeny tiny thing for the children to protect the safety for unwed mothers, for national security, for whatever reason they want to dream up. They dream up this little tiny thing. And oftentimes the Supreme Court will strike it down. Well, they strike down some minor part of it and then they give them a roadmap for what they need to do. In other words, they bless the abuse and the stealing of the rights if they jump through some made-up three-pronged test and then the people are all fooled. They think it sounds like it's all these protections and it's not. See, what he's saying there is once you allow these arbitrary ideas to simply be passed and then become law that they can just send men with guns to take from you, as soon as you step outside of natural law, which is that you have to live honestly, hurt no one, and give to every man their due. Once you step outside that and start imagining that they can write regulations and rules that can be this long and get up this tall and you have to stay that long and you can't pay this much and you have to pay that much. And once you start having these made up rules, you have to stand six feet apart, you have to wear a mask, you can close this store, but this one can stay open. But only if you sit down, then you can take the mask off if you stand up. Once you allow the government to do this, that you owe me X amount, the government can tax these people at this rate and this transaction at that rate and put this amount on this thing and that amount on that thing. Once you allow that at all, see, any possible argument just goes away because you're already in fantasy land. There is no basis for that. It's an arbitrary thing. And sure, you may have a reason you give, just like I said, for the children. Okay, so it's for the children. So you still don't have any right to do it. You still don't have any right to do it. And as soon as you go down the road, that's it. It's over. The slippery slope will always end up where it is today and worse. And that's why all of this constitutional conservative crap doesn't work. That's why the direction of the government has always been in one direction. In fact, every government all over the world has been the same. They start small and they get big. The people's rights go away. The government grows. The debt grows. The taxes grow. The regulations grow. It's always the same. Or the government starts out as a complete totalitarian regime and the people never get any freedom. There's never any swinging back and forth of way, way more liberty and then less and then way, way more liberty and then less. And it never happens and it never grows in the opposite direction. This fundamental concepts of government are misunderstood. People don't get them. They don't understand them because they're not taught them. And they're not taught them because to teach them, the people would then see that this entire control system is fake. It has absolutely no legitimacy at all. And all this flag-waving, patriotic nonsense would be out the window. Let's read a little bit more until I play this hilarious clip so you can see how it's been brought up. This kind of Barnum statement of liberty and that, and that's what we stand for. But he never explains it. No one ever talks about it. You'll see. Plainly, unless all a man's natural rights are inviolable by lawmakers, none of them are. It is an absurdity to say that a man has any rights of his own if other men, whether calling themselves a government or by any other name, have the right to take them from him without his consent. Therefore, the very idea of lawmaking government necessarily implies a denial of all such things as individual liberty or individual rights. Wow. (laughs) See, this is the reality. There's no way to distinguish amongst, oh, well, this one is uh, my right, but you can take it. 
This one's my right, but you can't take that. The government has no authority. It's arbitrary. So it's a very, very subtle point that's it's difficult for people to understand. But if you give it some thought, you'll see it's true. And let me read a little bit more. From this statement, it does not follow that every lawmaking government will, in practice, take from every man all his natural rights. It will do as it pleases about it. It will take some, leaving him to enjoy others, just as his own pleasure or discretion shall dictate at the time. Right. This is I tell people all the time. Well, why doesn't it happen? Why do they allow us to be free? Because they have to keep the game going. See, they have to keep this illusion of freedom going so they can keep the people on the side so they can use more fraud than force because at this point they can't possibly use enough force. But once they put us in the digital prison, electronic prison, they won't need to keep the fraud going anymore. See, they won't need to. Then they'll have all the force they need by just pushing buttons and terminating people. There won't be any resisting. But that's a very important point that people can't see. Oh, we're still the greatest freest. They want to compare all these things. Okay, greatest freest for how long? How free are we compared to we were 20 years ago? 40, 50, 100, 200, right? It's always going in one direction. And it'll just keep getting worse until it's all gone. It's death by a thousand cuts. That's the point he's making. See, it's always existed and it always will. This is always what they say. is always exceptions. It's a national emergency. It's temporary. On and on and on. All these things are crap. This is how it's done. It would defeat its own ends if it were wantonly to take away all his natural rights, as, for example, his right to live and to breathe, for then he would be dead, and the government could then get nothing more out of him. The most tyrannical government will, therefore, if it has any sense, leave its victims enough liberty to enable them to provide for their own subsistence, to pay their taxes, and to render such military or other service as the government may have need of. But it will do this for its own good and not for theirs. In allowing them this liberty, it does not at all recognize their right to it, but only consults its own interests. <laughs> wow, it's so brutal, right? What did people think the government's claim to be able to conscript you in the army is? What is it? It's a right they claim somehow the authority to take your life, that they own it, that you owe it to the state. <laughs> There's no other way to define that. You can't describe it. What else does it mean? That's exactly what it means. So when you tell me it's the greatest, freest, and all, it's just a total bullshit. It's all explained right there. Of course they're not going to do it. They have to keep the game going. They want to keep the slaves moving. And once they have enough AI robotics and everything else moving, they put you in electronic prison, then they won't need the people. And I've told you over and over again, the people will all go away. That's it. And the people will continue to believe in the Constitution, the freedom, that it's an accident and bungling the government's trying to help the whole time because they're so fantastically brainwashed. Now, I'm going to read one little bit. Now, sir, this is the real character of the government of the United States, as it is of all other lawmaking governments. There is not a single human right which the government of the United States recognizes as inviolable, it tramples upon any and every individual right whenever its own will, pleasure, or discretion shall so dictate. It takes men's property, liberty, and lives whenever it can serve its own purposes by doing so. All these things prove that the government does not exist at all for the protection of men's rights, but that it absolutely denies to people any rights or any liberty whatsoever except such as it shall see fit to permit them to have for the time being. 
It virtually declares that it does not itself exist at all for the good of the people, but that the people exist solely for the use of the government. All these things prove that the government is not one voluntarily established and sustained by the people for the protection of their natural inherent individual rights, but that it is merely a government of usurpers, robbers, and tyrants who claim to own the people as their slaves and claim the right to dispose of them and their property at their pleasure or discretion. <laughs> oh, man. See, he lived through the Civil War. How in the world can you have a war to hold a voluntary union together? How? How could that ever happen? See, there is no possible way it could happen. How can they take whatever amount they want from us and spend it on anything they want? How? <laughs> I don't understand. How? They don't have my consent to talk about voting and everything else. I'm not going to get into that. It's crap. I've explained it again and again how it doesn't make any sense. I have a minority position. All it takes is for them to decide they're going to take my stuff and it's over. If they pick me up, claim I'm a terrorist, haul me off, now you can be held without any kind of charges, basically as a terrorist in these cells forever. <laughs> That's what they can do to you now. The abuses by government are endless. We just found out that they were finally admitting that they were involved in the assassination of the president and the assassination of Malcolm X. And they let all those innocent people sit in there for decades. We know that they were involved in the assassination of MLK. Everything they do is lies. Look what they're doing with the Hunter laptop. Look what they do with January 6th. You don't have rights, people. This is an illusion. I tell people all the time. The only reason that they don't come up and take everything from you is because you're not a target. They don't care to. It's the only reason. There's nothing that stops them from doing it. All your illusions about rights, it's fantasy because you don't have any idea what you're talking about because you've never worked in the system. And all you've done is believe these constitutional conservative jokers who write books about fantasies that don't exist in this country. That's the reality. And this entire history and story of the fantasticness of the country and all, it's just such a delusion. See, it's just a fantastic delusion. Was there a lot of freedom in World War I when they created the FBI to go after the Wobblies? And then they conscripted all those people and dragged them off? Was that freedom? Was there freedom in the Civil War? Was that freedom? What about World War II? It's like 70% of all the... Uh, People in the military were conscripts. They're forced in. Well, I thought the people would support the war so much. You know, I don't understand. Income tax, that's so free. <laughs> it's crap, people. None of it's legit. That's all. And now I want to play this hilarious announcement kickoff video from this guy named Vivek Ramaswamy, who's now running for president. I have to assume he's some kind of Republican. Obviously, the guy can never win. I went and looked his little Wikipedia page up. He's got a lot of suspicious shit. He went to a Jesuit high school, Harvard. Then he went to some kind of phony baloney uh, investment crap. And then suddenly has money and is creating this bio crap. And I don't even think he's 40 years old yet. I don't know if he believes this crap. I have my suspicions, but who knows? Obviously, he's never going to win. So whatever this is about, it's not about actually winning. Okay, it's not about actually winning. It's a little long, so I think I'll get through it because I'm going to let 
a lot of it run just so you can get a flavor for this kind of nonsense. This is what they push. This is the kind of nonsense that's pushed on people, how America is this wonderful thing. And there's absolutely no discussion of any of the things he talks about. And there's certainly no discussion of liberty or anything else or freedom or what the government can do, should do, any constitutional limitations, nothing. You'll hear it's just a endless string of Barnum statement nonsense and self-surfing garbage that this guy puts out. So let's listen to it. We're in the middle of a national identity crisis. <laughs> Faith, patriotism, and hard work have disappeared, ah. only to be replaced by new secular religions. Faith, patriotism, and hard work. That's just endless Barnum statement, see? Absolutely endless Barnum statements. Like COVIDism, climatism, <laughs> and gender ideology. Uh-huh, okay. We hunger to be part of something bigger than ourselves, Yet we cannot even answer the question of what it means to be an American. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, see, he plays on that, that sort of psychological desire, but you can't answer what it means to be American. He doesn't answer it either because no one's ever going to be able to answer it. Because the reality is everybody disagrees about it, and it's a Barnum statement. It's an absolutely perfect example of the way this stuff is used to control people. And of course, this is a video, and he's playing all sorts of patriotic images with the flag and all this stupid crap in the background. But you can see what he's talking about, see? Faith, patriotism, and hard work replaced by COVIDism. And all. Okay, this is just the typical red versus blue nonsense. Today, the woke left preys on that vacuum. <laughs> they tell you that your race, your gender, and your sexual orientation govern who you are, what you can achieve, and what you're allowed to think. <laughs> this is psychological slavery, and that has created a new culture of fear in our country that has completely replaced our culture of free speech in America. <laughs> free speech. Oh, my God. How many people have been put into prison for shit they said? I just went through the list of people they assassinate. Free speech. This is fantasy. This is like claiming that Elon Musk has been free speech to Twitter. See, this is all part of that same kind of head game, gaslighting nonsense I've made show after show about. You hear this? Free speech is no conservative stand for free speech. Why don't you try talking about our bestest, best ally over there in the Mideast and see how much free speech you have. <laughs> it's hilarious. You can't have any kind of open conversation about anything. I'm completely and totally shut down on Twitter. Free speech, history of it. What a joke. What a joke. The guy must know nothing about what the Supreme Court says. It's, it's idiotic. I've told people the Supreme Court itself has upheld forcible sterilization of people <laughs> by the state. <laughs> Free speech rights. What a joke, man. And that is why today uh -huh. I am announcing my run for president of the United States. <laughs> This isn't just a political campaign. No. This is a cultural movement to create a new American dream for the next generation. Total 100% Barnum Statement nonsense. See? Total Barnum Statement nonsense. This is how it always operates. To me, the American dream means you believe in merit. <laughs> believe in merit. What does that mean? What is merit? How the hell is it defined? What does it mean? <laughs> it's a Barnum Statement. See, this guy comes from these big corporate fake money system driven deals and he's running around pretending like he's fighting for people. This is, this is such a classic red versus blue load of shit. We believe in merit. Who doesn't? Everybody defines it differently. The merit, all they say have merit on the left too. It's just they've been pushed down and kept down. Otherwise, they'd be even just as good or better. 
This is the same kind of silly argument. There's no way this can ever work, people. It can't ever work. The fundamentals are never discussed. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. <laughs> and your contribution. This guy's contribution. It's so ridiculous. Look, this entire system is so totally distorted by the fake money system that these Republicans love. They never, ever discuss. Why should a truck driver receive so little? Why should a carpenter receive so little? If you need a carpenter and you're a lawyer like me, why is my time supposedly so much more valuable than a carpenter? Why? Because of the fake money system. Why are these investment bankers paid so handsomely? Why? Compared to anybody else in the place. If you don't have people who can run your company, then I don't understand. Well, how can you make money off it? Because it's all artificial. It's fake. It's all fake. The idea that this is merit and we believe in accountability and all this crap. It's all crap, people. <laughs> Listen to this shit. It means you believe the people who we elect to run the government are the ones who actually run the government. <laughs> Not a federal bureaucracy that grows like a national cancer that is now metastasizing to the private sector. I mean, give me a break about that now metastasizing. We believe the people who run the government are the actual people, not the other people. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't even make any sense. Is he suggesting that we strike down all of these agencies? Is that what he's doing? No, I looked at his stupid stuff. It's nothing like that. It's just a typical red versus blue nonsense. The bureaucracy, we need the right people in there. Oh, we need to rein them in. Okay. It means that the best ideas win instead of getting censored. It means you don't have to choose between speaking your mind freely and putting food on the dinner table. It means you believe these ideals form the backbone of the greatest nation on earth. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of flag waving, we believe in American exceptionalism kind of stuff playing on the video. I mean... You hear how dumb this is? See, this is what we're up against. These are the guys that drain off the people we need that if they learn the truth that I've taught people and that Spooner is espoused and they understood the way the system actually works, this type of nonsense would never work. But instead, this multi-billion dollar industry keeps this crap going because guys like this, Vivek Ramaswamy, <laughs> push it on people and people believe it that the rest of the world still looks up to as its example. I thought they hated us for our freedom and liberty. It's why we're at war all over the world. The terror, the terror everywhere. Well, I don't understand this. What is it? It doesn't even make sense. Not the Soviet Union in the last century <laughs> and not communist China in this one either. Ooh. That is the new American dream. <laughs> the new American dream. Well, what was it? You have exceptionalism, a bunch of Barnum statements. There's nothing specific there. There's no way to get to any of these things. It doesn't solve any of the problems. It's shit, people. Ask yourself if you believe in these ideas. <laughs> I think most of you do. <laughs> yeah, of course. Everyone believes in them because they're Farnham statements. See, this is the way it works. It's so dumb. And he's standing there with an American flag behind him in some kind of giant house or some crap. It's just, it's so dumb. I can't believe people follow this. I mean, Spooner 150 years ago was sick of it, and this guy's just continuing it. Just another grifter. I think most of you believe your neighbors do too, <laughs> though you can't be sure because you don't feel free to talk about it anymore. <laughs> you might disagree with each other about corporate tax rates or about whether ivermectin treats COVID, but those are details. Oh, details, which the government should have absolutely nothing about, right? 
Nothing it should have absolutely no say in that. Well, corporate tax rates and all that. Well, I just explained to you how the taxes make no sense. If they're not consensual, then none of this stuff's even remotely about freedom or liberty or anything else he's supposedly talking about. We still agree on our nation's most fundamental principles. Yeah, what's that? At least most of us do. What is Yet that? the goal of the ruling party in this country... See, he doesn't say. He doesn't say what it is. Our fundamental principles. See, this is, this is the way these constitutional conservative jokers talk. We agree on our fundamental principles, faith, family, patriotism, this, this shit that make no sense. There's nothing there. It's made up, people. There's nothing there. This is exactly the kind of crap Spooner's talking about. There's no discussion of liberty or anything else. <laughs> fundamental principles. At least most of us do. Yet the goal of the ruling party in this country is to convince us that we are divided. Why? <laughs> so they can accumulate more power for themselves. We are divided. There's no way to get around that. It's 330 million people. So many people disagree about so many things. But he says fundamental principles. Just made up Barnum statement nonsense. All of this we can come together stuff, there's no truth to it. None. Well, you know what? I have a dream that we can be one people again. (laughs) See? It's always about centralized power, one people again. Okay, how are we going to do that? I can't agree with people in my family, let alone my neighbors or anybody else about the vast majority of things. What does he mean, one people? Come together, agree on principles. What is this shit? See, this is nonsense. This is what people talk about. Like I said, that radio show host, oh, we, no, we can't divide the country. No, no, we got to bring it together. It's always about coming together under one giant centralized governmental system that does it right with the right principles. It's always the same. It's just like the inaugural address that Spooner made his head explode. It's so dumb. We have obsessed so much over our diversity and our differences that we forgot all the ways we're really just the same as Americans, bound together by a common set of ideals that brought together a divided, diverse, headstrong group of people 250 years ago. What is he talking about? That was the most undiverse group of people that brought together 250 years ago, and again, ignores the fact that there's no way to make any sense of this with regards to consent. None. You see how it's all crap. It's just crap. It just sounds great. It's got this music in the background and this slick production and everything else, and people glom onto it, but it's just utter garbage when you sit down and break it down. So he believes that we came together 250 years. Who cares what happened 250 years ago? Look around. It's 330 million people now. You can't get anyone to agree about anything. Government does everything. He wants us to come together. It makes no sense. None of this makes any actual sense. And I believe deep in my bones that those ideals still exist, and I am running for president to revive them. He still hasn't actually told us what they are. He's just told us, in effect, that there's Barnum statements that still exist. I agree. These Barnum statements have been used forever to push government. That's 100% true. But it absolutely disproves the rest of his position. He acts like it supports it. It's nonsense. E pluribus unum. (laughs) From many... See? See? It's always just pushing this crap. And then these guys claim to be against globalism. They're pushing the same kind of thing. They're going to push the same kind of humanities values and all this humanities this and humanities that. One planet. Save this. We come together to save this with one world. It's the same kind of thing. It's the same argument. As soon as you get away from these principles of individual liberty, which are never discussed, you're in fantasy world. That is the dream that won the American Revolution. (laughs) 
has nothing to do with it. It's so completely ridiculous. See how he skipped over the Articles of Confederation, acting like we had the Constitution, that they were going for one government? It's utterly ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. It has nothing to do with what the so-called American Revolution was fought on. And I've explained it to people again and again. See, it was a land scam, and now they push it as this crap that supposedly supports this giant government. It's utterly ridiculous. That is the dream that reunited us after the Civil War. That is the dream that won us two world wars and the Cold War. That is the dream that still gives hope to the free world today. <laughs> what? Did you hear that crap? See how he justifies all this warmongering crap? That e pluribus unum is what brought us together after the Civil War? Bullshit. Read about it. Reconstruction. They killed those people. They forced them in. They left them no choice. They burned all their shit. Guys like Vivek Ramaswamy from back then is what was doing it. That's who did it. World War I, give me a break. They brought out the FBI to crack down the Wobblies telling the truth about all this shit. you got to be kidding me. World War II, I just told you, almost 70% of all the troops were conscripted. What is this? Fought the Cold War? It's a complete fake. I mean, anybody can do the research on it. It's shit. All this crap. We fought on the side of the commies in World War II. And we had a fake Cold War. It's just crap. It's a joke. And if we can revive that dream <laughs> over fractious group identity, then nobody in the world, not a nation, not a corporation, not a virus is going to defeat us. That is what American exceptionalism is all about. <laughs> defeat us as though we are some blob thing. It's just a bunch of individuals. This guy just goes out and gets his own shit, right? Uses the financial scam system, get whatever he wants. Then he wants to talk about us and we and them, but use the power of the government to do that. Wants to claim he's on your side. Complete fools believe this stuff. Utter fools believe guys like this. I mean, guys like this huckstering, they have been around forever. And the people are just not trained. They're totally and completely miseducated. The idea that that's somehow going to make us achieve. If your neighbor has a great job and is kicking ass and everything, does that help you? No, it doesn't help you. If you don't have a job now, are you okay? No. There's no we. There is no us. It's a bunch of individuals. That's the problem. This is the heart of the scam. They talk about liberty. They talk about freedom and all this shit, just like Spooner said, but they never define it. There's only individual liberty. This guy's not about that. He's about trying to drive everybody into us and one. And then he's surprised that it gets misused, so-called. This is what happens when you drive it in. Of course it's going to. Of course they're going to drive it into different groups. And they're going to claim they have certain rights and everything else. It's nonsense. There's no us, we, them. That's, it's all made up. It's just a bunch of individuals, people. And that is what we will need to revive <laughs> to save this great nation. <laughs> save the nation. There you go. That's it. Vote Vivek Ramaswamy 2024. <laughs> Going to revive this great nation. You see what I mean? It's an absolute perfect example of the complete and utter nonsense that these guys spew. It's just, I mean, Spooner nails it 150 years ago. There's literally nothing changed. So... All right, so that's it. That's the show today. I wanted to play that little piece. And it was a little bit long, made the show run a little bit long. But I really think it helps to bring these things in and show people modern examples of how this stuff is exactly the same. It's just exactly the same. And if you want to follow me, you can. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Crime Review on Twitter. And I want to thank the people who are in Patreon who support my show with 
financial contributions and kicks get in the game. They understand that I've taken a lot of chances. I've provided an incredible amount of information to people that they never, ever, ever could have figured out and gotten themselves. Could have spent thousands of hours looking for it, never would have happened. God knows how much money they could have spent in tuition and everything else, law school, law books, wasting their time, never figured it out. So thank you to those people. They have a lot of integrity who support my show with money. I really appreciate that. And as far as the movie, The Jones Plantation, I play Mr. Jones. It's a story by Larkin Rose. It's coming out soon. I think after talking to Andrew, we're shooting for like right around early April for the actual release of the movie. Doing some additional sound stuff and things like that. I know I've been saying it's coming out at any time, any time, any time, any time. Boy who cried wolf at this point. But it's not because I've been misleading or Andrew's been misleading. It's just the reality is there's so much stuff to do and it's really difficult when we're very constrained with our budget. But he's done a great job with it and it got really, really good uh, reviews from the people that saw it down in Anarchapoco. So that was good news. So I hope people support that movie when it comes out. Watch it, buy it, rent it, give it to people, make it make a bunch of money because if we can make money with that movie, then we'll make more movies. And I think movies are a great medium to reach people. I just do. So so that's it for today. I, I hope you guys enjoy Spooner. We'll pick it up right there next time on Spooner. And eventually we'll get through the whole essay, but it's just so much great stuff in there. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I love that essay. So I think I'll just wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night today, wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Put your hands together one more time for Legal Man.